Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Minnesota Wild every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is your host, Joe Bully of 10krinks.com. And uh, with me today is Crickets. Yeah, Tony, uh, I feel a little under the weather, weather today, not uh, not coming on today. So I am going to take you solo from here. Um, I really do think that the, uh, the NHL draft lottery, how it shook out, uh, really pissed him off. So uh, he's rather than trying to vent and, uh, and, and have to slap an explicit tag on today's show uh, I just figured I'll take it from here and uh, we'll go from here so um, I'm going to take a few of your questions I did put a call out there on uh, on Twitter just for uh, you know last minute things so I do appreciate it for those of you that did uh, send some questions in so I appreciate that and I do want to just touch on the uh, the NHL draft I actually did not see the draft lottery shakeout. Uh Tony called me pretty much right away uh, to have me publish his article about losing the, the, the draft. And um, when I asked him, did we get it? He was a big F no. So you can tell how excited he was about it. Um, sounds like it, and it, after I caught up on it, did go to the New York Rangers. And all I got to say is um, F New York sports, man. I really can't stand New York always getting some sort of benefit of the doubt now mind you if it went to pittsburgh if it went to edmonton i think i would have been most pissed off it just it'd be completely unfair um toronto obviously i would not have been happy about that either um certainly don't want uh lafreniere or uh byfield in the central division so i while i probably think that maybe winnipeg or nashville probably deserves it right up there with minnesota that those those two probably not ideal for minnesota wild fans and the minnesota wild to have to face one of those that that top pick so i I guess i'm lucky or i guess we're lucky that uh, it didn't go there but uh i still feel kind of dirty about the new york rangers getting this pick i just um i don't know i just feel like it's uh it seems like those those big cities always seem to get it because they're the big cities, I guess. Um, Chicago obviously got locked into Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves those years and uh, got rolled off a dynasty. You know, it's weird because New York just got Capo Caco and, you know, that was supposed to be their, their, their ticket for tanking, right? You know, Detroit basically does tank this year they absolutely are terrible and they get nada they get absolutely nothing for it um they they'll still get a decent pick but um you know they they didn't get the they didn't get the draft lottery they didn't really get much out of it in terms of of uh generational talent here like a Lafreniere and um sure enough he uh he's more than likely going to go to the New York Rangers and um 
it's frustrating as a Minnesota Wild fan. You know, I know Tony was worked up like crazy about uh, the 12.5%. And I just kept saying, look, it's 87.5% that it's not going to be us and uh, not going to be Minnesota Wild. And that we have to just understand that that's probability. Um, that's just kind of how things shake out sometimes. I guess what's painful is when you look back at the replay of the ping pong balls right before they were drawn, it looks like the Toronto ball ends up hitting the side of the, uh, I guess the shoot and, uh, sits in the hole for just a little bit longer and actually blocks the Minnesota wild ball while the Rangers ball sneaks in the back door and ends up getting picked. It's just one of those things where it's like you're this close and you end up getting blocked. Just uh, a real kick in the uh, in the behind there for uh, Minnesota Wild fans and for the Minnesota Wild franchise. So one of the uh, the big things today, I do like I said, I'm going to take some of your questions. Um, among those is going to be one of the top three or w- which player that I like best at. Um, at number nine for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I actually looked at a couple of mock drafts from different draft guides on the internet as well as uh, some that I that I purchased myself. And I'm going to try to pick maybe the, the, the player there that I'd like the most in, uh, in this pick at number nine. So I'm going to get to that. But first, I do want to talk to you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the online auto parts store that's been serving customers for 20 years. Again, it's all online. It's super easy. They've got their gigantic uh, catalog posted up there. Uh, You can search by year, make, model, everything that you're going to need. It's super easy, super huge, and uh, super uh, simple to to find exactly what you need to get your car back on the road and ready to go. It's rockauto.com, and when you go to rockauto.com, make sure you tell them that Locked on Wild sent you. It's amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com welcome back to locked on wild it's joe here hosting and, and holding down the fort here while uh, tony for some reason uh you know, just must have been torn up about the the way the uh the draft lottery shook out he was really really hoping that maybe maybe that little bit of glimmer of hope that the, the Minnesota Wild got. But nonetheless, the Minnesota Wild are going to pick at number nine, and that's still going to be a good pick. And Tony wrote pretty much all of that breakdown uh, about how the number nine pick is still a solid pick. Um, so I encourage you to go to 10krinks.com right now. Check that out. Take a look at it. And um, and, and, and please share it too. Uh, also, 10K Rinks also just started our own uh, brand new Facebook page. Uh, we are still, we are the 10krinks.com is the, is the Minnesota wild community for, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Minnesota wild arm of, uh, of zonecoverage.com who kind of runs the whole show here. So we were kind of using that Facebook page for a while, but now we actually have our own fresh uh, Facebook page that uh, I encourage you to go like right now. We'll be posting podcasts from from Giles and the Goalie, from Lockdown Wild. It's really just a great spot for you to have your fingers on the pulse of 10K rinks and also Locked On Wild. Also, with Locked On Wild, make sure that you are liking and subscribing Locked On Wild. It does help us. Um, also, download. It does help us uh, big time to continue uh, to continue on with the show. It does help us a lot. So, 
I did put out a call for some questions and uh, I did get some uh, back to me on Twitter and I'm just going to kind of rattle off a few here. Um, I'm going to start with Shane here at, uh, at Vex clown three. What do you think is the chance we see Miko again? And what do you think of uh, Billy G units answer to our goalie problem? Uh, I mean, that's obviously two questions, but uh, first of all, what do you think the chances that we see Miko? I actually put it probably right around 10%. I, I'm not going to say it's completely gone. I think the free agency market is going to be weird. And if the wild do not have a solution for center, uh, you know, I think that they've got a good one in, in Nico Sturm, who I think showed well in this postseason. He's showed well in, uh, in Iowa, but is he ready for prime time? That's the question. I think they're going to try to shake that out into, um, into training camp. And obviously, you know, I think, uh, when we saw him leave the ice, that looked like a guy that kind of knew he was probably done uh, and probably not going to have to not wear that, uh, that Jersey ever again. But even if he does want to come back, it also comes down to the general manager basically saying, mm, thanks, but no thanks. So I put it at 10%. I do think that they might kick the tires if the, uh, the center market really shrivels up on them here and uh, doesn't uh, allow them to solve that for them. They, they might re- revisit that, but at the same time, I don't like the odds of Miko coming back. So uh, we do wish him, uh, you know, bid him farewell. We think it was a hell of a career. And we're actually going to talk probably more Miko Koivu uh, and give him his own own little uh, show here probably later this week. So tune in for that as well. As for... Billy G, Billy G units. I like that. Uh, Bill Guerin's, um, he had his, 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 uh, season wrap up press conference. And, uh, unlike other years where they stream it on wild.com, um, this was not, I think it was a zoom conference with all of the, uh, the Minnesota wild beat writers. And I guess I, I like his answer and I'm going to, I should probably pull this up right now, but Basically, he was a pretty full frontal about uh, the Minnesota Wilds goaltending situation. Uh, oh, by the way, he also announced right away this morning that uh, the Minnesota Wild are parting ways with longtime goalie coach. He's lasted since the beginning. Uh, Bob Mason, former Minnesota Duluth uh, goaltender and uh, longtime Minnesota Wild goaltending coach. He is now Gandhi. Uh, away from the, uh, he's just not going to be brought back here. So um, I do think that he's been a very good person for this franchise. And also I do think like he has done some decent work, but I think the most glaring issue is outside of like Josh Harding and some injury issues there really hasn't been a goaltender that you can point to and say like, look, he's developed that goaltender. And even Devin Dubnik, like he went to Arizona, worked with Burke down there and, and turned his, his his basically his life around down there. You don't get that from Bob Mason. And so I will say like, I do think, it's time for a change. Like this is going to be a new Minnesota wild. This is going to be Bill Guerin's Minnesota wild. And we have to give him a chance to put a stamp on it. And that also includes uh, putting a stamp on the 
the uh, the the coaching staff as well. Anyways, uh, about uh, the uh, goaltending situation, Meek, uh, he kind of basically was full frontal on it, saying, uh, among things, that uh, frankly the, the goaltending wasn't good enough. He does he's not sure if uh, Dubnik can uh, come back next year uh, to prove himself. And uh, Stalock, he just he he was he was the good soldier this year, but um, clearly wasn't. Uh, wasn't good enough to uh, to get into uh, later into this postseason. So I'm going to try to find the real quote here. But um, okay, so here this is from Michael Russo's Twitter. Uh, Minnesota Wild needs to get factor. Or I'm sorry, Minnesota Wild needs to get faster, more skilled. And he was disappointed in the goaltending, and won't commit to saying he'd return with Dubnik and Staylock tandem next season. So does that mean you go with? with Kakinen in Staylock or Dubnik in, Stay- in, in Kakinen, but either way, one of those goaltenders is likely not around. And, and really, when you look at Dubnik's contract, it is pretty buyout friendly here. So if uh, in a weird cap year, this might be a situation that that makes sense for him. So um, I do like it being frontal there. I, I do appreciate that. So, um, you know, when it comes down to it, it's, it's just one of them things where it's like, uh, you know, again, like they, they need something more. They need, they obviously need to draft and develop goaltending. That's the big thing. Uh, but they also need to, uh, maybe have a change in the guard because the goaltending has been slipping from Dubnik for the last few years, as well as, as Stalock is a career backup. And he obviously, like I said, was the good, good soldier. He's popular in that locker room, but he is what he is. He's a short, uh, diminutive goaltender that, just is kind of wild in the blue paint and and uh, you really never know what you're going to get from him and uh, I think the Wild were lucky to get as much as they got from him in this postseason as well as even down the stretch in February when he got hot so but uh, again he's he's about average and slightly below average when it comes to save percentage and and that's just what he is and that's no fault to Alex Daylock he is what he is and uh, the Wild have to be either comfortable with that or they got to make a change and i think that's what garen is is looking at so uh, i'm going to take another quick break here come back with more questions and also uh get back to that uh that question that was sent out by uh, justin baki um who uh was asking about who i would like for the minnesota wild to pick at number nine in my all too early mock draft selection all right this you're listening to locked on wild Welcome back to Locked on Wild. It's Joe from 10krinks.com here yeah, guiding the ship. Uh, Tony, again, is off, and uh, that's fine. Uh, I can do this without him. It's totally fine. A um, couple questions from Justin Baki to my Twitter account here. Um, who is your most ideal pick at number nine? And I'm going to be honest here. I am now just now getting into kind of the the the, the, the nitty gritty when it comes to the draft uh, because we haven't really had any idea of when the off season was really going to happen. Uh, by the way, the off season is uh, really going to happen pretty much October 9th. I think that's when the the NHL draft is set, and I also just read too that the. Uh, the NHL free agency window is supposed to open on October 9th as well. So we get free agency and we get the draft. So kind of a onesie twosie, uh, you know, one, two punch. And it's going to be uh, insanity in early October. Um, 
anyways, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but I just kind of quick looked at a, a few, uh, four different draft sources. I looked at uh, my NHL draft, future considerations, McKean's hockey, and also Corey Promen from The Athletic. I'm not going to tell you which one they said because I do encourage you to go to those sites, give them the clicks, and read kind of what they have to say on those. Um, uh, so, based off of the four that were listed here, there's Cole Perfetti, Anton Lindell, Marco Rossi, and Yaroslav Askarov. So, who do I think the Minnesota Wild should pick at number nine? I am going to say, like, I think you have to debate Yaroslav Askarov at number nine. You have to debate it. You have to think about it because it could be a situation that really, like, solves this goaltending situation for a very long time. Problem is, goaltenders are incredibly finicky to dra- to scout and, and to draft. So, you if you miss and you've got a top 10 pick, you miss, ugh, you can't afford that. So, I'm going to pick a safer route and go with either the three forwards, and that's either between Lundell, Perfetti, or Rossi. And I got to say, uh... Out of those three, I really, really like Lindell so far. He does seem more of like your standard uh, Miko Koivu type, uh, Finnish player, big kid, uh, plays a 200-foot game, but he and he is a playmaker. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to have a playmaker in the first round. Obviously, you want goal-scoring touch, but you also need somebody to be able to pass these players open. You got Kirill Kaprizov, you've got Kevin Fiala, you're going to have Havanov later on, maybe a Matt Boldy. Um, you've got some talent there that's eventually going to come up. And if you could solve, like, if you could, so- and, and Adam Beckman, don't for- don't let me forget Adam Beckman. You've got some scoring talent. Now, whether or not that translates, we have yet to really know. But you need someone that's going to get them the puck, someone that's going to play on their creative level. What we've seen, like when players like Thomas Vanek have come in, when we've seen players um, that have come in, even in Fiala's first after the trade, like he just was thinking way more creative on a higher level than the rest of the team. The Minnesota Wild for years were north south, get the puck deep, dump the puck in, go in and chase it. And that works sort of. But I think there's a ceiling to that. When you see Thomas Vanek come in, it was like he was really trying to be creative and, and nobody was really working on the same wavelength to, on it, with him. And so I think that that's why he mostly failed, plus, you know, the whole defense thing and Mike Yo and all that good stuff. But anyways, I'm going to say, like, if you have Kaprizov on there who's being a creative guy, you've got Fiala who's incredibly creative at the same time. You're gonna get in some of these uh, younger shooters, um, maybe like a Havanov or a Beckman, if he can if he can translate. There, like I said, there's other players here. Maybe you can get uh, Kalen Addison up here uh, in the next few years too. Like there's there's some shooting talent there, and you need someone to shoot, get them open, and uh, by passing players open, you just make that weapon even more prolific. And uh, I think that that's important too. So I'm gonna say. Uh, Lindell here just because of the uh, the 200 foot game the responsibility and and you know that's gonna be something that definitely translates to the NHL big time 
So if you're looking for somebody that's going to jump in right away, I do think that uh, that guy, Anton Lindell from Finland, is going to be one of the bigger players uh, at number nine that I would maybe go ahead. Now, I'm going to reserve my right to change this because, again, I, I, like I said, this is still relatively early before I really get into nitty-gritty on these scouting reports. So, uh, obviously, I, I'm going to reserve my right to change that but uh, right off the bat, my way too early draft prediction for number nine for the Minnesota Wild, it is Anton Lundell. All right, another question here from Justin. Do you see some big moves made by or made this offseason by Bill Guerin? And I almost think that there has to be at least one big move. Now, I can't tell you what that's going to be, what that's going to entail, but in order to really, really get this team geared up for the next few years, they do need a center. That is definitely something that needs to happen. And so he's going to make a swing. Whether or not you're going to get that number one, that remains to be seen. I like Tony mentioned on Monday's episode, leading, uh, previewing the NHL draft lottery, you might put in play uh, pick number nine. It, who knows? So uh, I think everything's got to be in play if you're going to make a splash. The salary cap is going to be weird, though. I, I, do, I don't know if the Parisi thing is going to happen. I know that it's been kind of floated out there again as being revisited. But uh, COVID happened after that, uh, after that trade deadline, and um, things are all up in the air right now. And I don't know if you can necessarily revisit and try to fit that kind of money underneath the cap. And really – the Wild will be killing themselves in the prime years of Kaprizov and Fiala and and some of their younger prospects like a Matt Boldy when they're coming up if they continue to have a cap recapture and just dead money from both Suter and Parisi on there. And they're not playing for them unless they're retired. So uh, anyways, that's kind of where that is on that. Um, last question here too. Um, wow, there's a couple questions here. Uh, who is more valuable to you, uh, Dumba or Brodeen? I would say that the Minnesota Wild seem to always have strong defensive defensemen. Matt Dumba, along with Jared Spurgeon, are probably the two most prolific offensive defensemen that this team has. And this, t- you need to have offensive defensemen on the, in, in in really not just on this team, but in the new NHL, if you want to call it new. It's got to be all five guys on the on the ice that can contribute some sort of way offensively, and the Minnesota Wild have a very, very solid top four. That's not to say Brodeen isn't very valuable. He is extremely valuable, and I would consider re-signing him definitely. But Matt Dumba's young, he's locked in, and I do think that uh, he has the ability to really make things happen on the blue line offensively as well. So in my mind, I go Dumba a little bit more than Brodeen, but that does not mean that Brodeen is not valuable. So... And lastly, uh, what is my assessment of Greenway? That's a tough one. I mean, Jordan Greenway, I, I, I marvel at I shake my head at his size, his skating ability, and I know he's got a really decent shot uh, for a big guy. Um, you just really, really, really hope that he can turn a mean streak into it and become a true power forward because we're just not seeing that right now. Uh, the first year that him and uh, – Jules Eriksson Eck were, were put together. It's like they, they caused a lot of disruption in the offensive zone. They were great along the boards. They had a lot of zone time, but they weren't disruptive around and around the net. 
And I don't know if that's because nobody really wants to be the uh, the main guy, the trigger man going out to the front of the net or or what. But uh, I do think like he needs someone that that's going to be a shooter and, and he's still got to be able to try to uh, peel the puck off the, the end wall and, and make that power move to the net. Uh, something that he did a lot in college and also in his first year in the NHL. Uh, Greenway's got a lot to prove, I think, in this upcoming year. And I know that uh, some of you are saying that he needs to have a heart-to-heart with Bill Guerin, and, and hopefully he can get through to him. All right, well, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked on a Wild. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joe Boo. That's J-O-E-B-O-U-1-5 on Twitter. As well as follow all my work on Fridays at 10krinks.com. Make sure to bookmark 10krinks.com. Also, like and follow 10K Rinks on Facebook and also follow 10K Rinks MN. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us get discovered by more wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. If you don't have Twitter, feel free to drop us a line at at our inbox at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Also, support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.